one of the great things about Jesus was that he spoke often in bite-sized stories. Uh, these were short, easy to untails um, that had a deeper spiritual meaning. We know them as parables. And so today we listened to the bite-sized story uh, of the mustard seed, the parable of the mustard seed. And Jesus is essentially making two points with this drama of a man planting a seed. Firstly, Jesus wants us to know that his kingdom starts off small. In fact, his kingdom starts off so small that often people miss it. We miss it if we don't pay attention. The story of creation began with the flicker of light in the darkness. The story of Israel began with the calling of just one guy called Abraham and his family. The story of the Exodus, which we've been looking at each Sunday, begins with a burning bush. And the greatest story of all, the story of the salvation of humanity, begins with a pregnant teenager and a baby in a manger. It is true that the kingdom of God starts off small. And if you don't pay attention, you might miss it. And throughout Jesus' life, many looked at him and heard him and said, no, this can't be anything to do with God. It is too small. He isn't impressive enough. He isn't rich enough. He isn't strong enough. He hasn't got an army. But this was the kingdom of God. And this pattern of a small start for the kingdom of God is repeated in lives all around the world for the last 2,000 years. We find prayers are answered, even the little ones. We have a small healing that blesses someone and changes their perspective. A small kindness is done and somebody who cared nothing for God suddenly listens out for him. And each of these little things are the start of a crescendo to the arrival of the kingdom of God in somebody's life. And people discover that they are sinners. They discover that they need Jesus. They discover they need to say his, out, his name out loud and follow him for the rest of their lives. They, they realise they need to get baptised in water and enjoy the Holy Spirit. And wasn't that good a couple of weeks ago when we got to baptise one of our own? They start with small things and they grow and they grow and they grow. And Jesus' invitation is don't despise the small things. The little signs of the kingdom because you don't know where they're going to go. From mustard seed beginnings, whole lives are changed. For each one of us in this room that loves Jesus, 
it would have had a small beginning that looked innocuous, but then turned into something life-changing. And so the invitation this morning is that we should love the small works of God, to not despise him when he does the slight things, because they always lead to this kingdom of God that shakes the very earth. I wonder if you've ever been outside when it is really hot. And I think perhaps uh, recently uh, here in Bubrish we've seen something of this. Uh, it's the sort of temperature that you even go out your front door and suddenly your clothes are drenched in sweat. Suddenly you can't go anywhere without um, uh, sun cream on. And uh, it, it's just too hot to do anything. At first, the good weather can seem really good. You know, oh, wonderful, some heat on my bones. But then, after a while, it can seem unbearable. Your head starts to ache with the heat. Your skin burns from the UV rays of the sun. And thirst rises in your throat. And when we get really bad, what do we look for? What do we search for when the temperature is really high? We look for shelter. We look for any place to hide ourselves from the unrelenting heat coming from the sun. And when we get to those places, those places of shelter, we can find relief, we can find rest, and we can find refreshment. In Jesus' bite-sized tale, he tells us that seeds grow into great and impressive plants that birds of the air can even shelter in. And this is a picture of the kingdom of God. When Jesus is in charge, there becomes shelter and room uh, for refreshment. Over 2,000 years since Jesus said these words, millions have put their faith in Jesus. And each of these have been baptised in water and they have reorientated their lives around praising God, about forgetting themselves, about not being the most important thing to look out for um, and looking to be kind and generous to those around them. It is a world-changing orientation when we start to think less of ourselves and more about other people. And Christians have changed the world over these last 2,000 years. When Rome fell, it was Christians that kept literacy and reading and uh, 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 thinking alive in Europe. It is Christians that have been the main influencers on human rights across the globe. It is Christians that have sought to uh, uh, reduce divorce and to get rid of human sacrifice and to frown upon infanticide and polygamy. It is Christians that through the ages have lifted up marriage, lifted up the importance of family, that have said children should have lives worth living even when they're young. It is Christians that have celebrated women through education and health care. It is Christians that have made massive contributions 
to science and medicine, to arts and literature and music. It is Christians that have championed democracy, that have helped the poor, that have fed the hungry and ended slavery. The kingdom of God that comes through Christians' lives have changed the face of the earth, that have changed the priorities and championed the weak and the poor. And the kingdom of God on this earth has provided shelter for the vulnerable and the wandering. And each one of us here this morning is part of this growth. We are invited to see that the tree is growing larger and larger in our lives. And that we're here to help everyone out. And so the question is this morning... How can we make sure our lives are part of this tree, part of this provision of shelter, part of this uh, exclamation of generosity and kindness? How can we give Jesus more influence in our hearts? How can we let him guide more of our thought patterns? How can we allow him to drive more of what we do with our money and our strength and, and our time? How can we let him work more in our lives at the world at large? But the parable is even more than just about small beginnings and more than just about shelter for the vulnerable. Ultimately, this mustard seed grows into this kingdom of God tree and it is a promise for the future that ultimately the reign and rule of God will be fully grown in this world. When Jesus finally comes again, when all sin and death fades away, where they finally uh, are defeated and thrown out, we will have a planet where there will be harmony and beauty and love and it will be everywhere. There is this promise in this tree that eternity awaits and it is going to be more wonderful than you can possibly imagine. With Jesus in charge, everyone will be valued. Everyone will be cared for. Everyone will be nourished. And everyone will have a fulfilled life for eternity. And when we think on these things, as we consider forever... It's something to look forward to, something to derive a degree of pleasure about, something that helps us get through the hard times when things aren't going well. Christians are known for putting up with a bit of trouble now because they look forward to eternity and have a hope. Please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, We thank you for this parable of the mustard seed that Jesus told. God, we promise that we would uh, look out for the small things. That we would pray for the small things. That we uh, would allow you to do small things in our lives and others. And know that they grow. That they increase. That just as you came... As a newborn baby, uh, you bring something small and vulnerable and it grows and becomes something mighty.
Lord God, I pray that we would look out and treasure those things. And Heavenly Father, we thank you for the fact that the kingdom of God grows into a tree, uh, that, the, an, uh, that the animals of the field and the birds of the air can find shelter in. Lord God, I pray that we would be part of that, that we would be good at being generous and kind and uh, bring, being able to bring refreshment to those around us. And Lord God, I pray also that we would be good at looking to the future, that we would not get so, so caught up with today that we miss this promise of eternity with you, that we would hold lightly the things of now because of what tomorrow promises. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.